Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we've got Evil Dragunov and Jesse Burrell with Batch, uh, even more players in the Phoenix market. And they're here to share how they joined forces as two separate wholesalers and using rocket fuel were able to basically revolutionize uh, the industry. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, founder of the OfferFast Homes app, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties. And I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. I've had many of you, so many of you guys reach out about our sales training, uh, but for a lot of you, our sales training program was uh, cost prohibitive. So uh, for those of you guys that are tight on your budget, uh, I created something special for all you guys. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, please text CLOSER to 33777, C-L-O-S-E-R 33777 to find out more about that. And if you guys get value out of the show today, please tag a friend below, share this episode, hit the like button, whatever we you can do to help us expand our reach and help more people. You guys ready? That's awesome. Let's do it. All right. So both of you guys have been on the show before, but, um, you know, I don't know if everyone's, you know, gone through and watched all the episodes. I just kind of really quick highlight how we all connected. So do you want to share how we all connected? Um, through you? (laughs) No, not through me, through a friend of ours. Oh, through, um, Brandon Simmons. I thought you were talking about, um, with the wholesaling elite <laughs> no, that no. was when we all kind of bonded together that's that really strengthened the relationship for sure but uh, I met all I met you two yeah at the go-giver yeah so I think probably I know we talked about it before but just real quick for everyone to know how we all initially connected yeah that's actually how I met Evo was yeah. through that too so Brandon Simmons huge shout out to you buddy but he kind of started uh, connecting all some of the bigger players or the up-and-coming players in in wholesale and got us together and there's no pitching it was just truly helping each other and it was just a unique time and i think all of us at that same time were looking for something and we all brought something to each other it was just a special type of um mastermind at that time for us it was amazing and it created a lot of friendships with you know me you uh evo annie pace brent jameel um i think jared and danielle will come to some of them on and on and on carlos and sal come to yep. some of them uh Raphael. so on and so forth uh rafael i i can't think of everybody but yeah. a ton of people to where it really just created this i mean brandon just knows how to connect people and hey you could help this person you could help this person and we all just kind of were really getting our um you know training wheels off of our wholesale operations and we all really pushed each other up to get to different levels so yeah so i remember at that time you were wholesaling you know you had your operation going and then you guys were doing a lot of direct mail and we, you were, we were where I first learned about stacking, about lead stacking. And yeah. like, you know, Evo was talking about, you know, how he and Annie are sending mailers and lead stacking. I was like, what is this guy talking about? What the <laughs> hell is stacking? And obviously that became a product. Uh, but I remember, um, you know, I, I chased you down because Brent was like, you got to hang out with Evo because the guy's a machine or a robot. I can't remember. I think he said robot, <laughs> right? And he said, go chase this guy down because whatever tool you need, Evo's the guy, and that's when you know I had first learned also about the the uh, was it the litigator scrub? Yeah, right. That, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, litigator scrub, and you know, and I I came to hang out at your office, and like while I'm there, you're like, um, I was telling you about how I need a, a buyer's list. He's like, oh, let me send you mine, and like <laughs> five minutes later, you just emailed me your buyer's list. It was crazy, right? So, um, so we all met through Brandon's yes. Go Giver meetup. Um, and then what did you guys do so, to connect? So the way that we connected is Brandon actually called me. He's like, hey, I think you can help Jesse 
in some regards, and I think he can help you with some regards, why don't you call him uh, for lunch or coffee? So I called him, and we met at, where was it? Like Zips. Zips, yeah, um, <laughs> Thomas, or Indian school. That's not the right place to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you know, like, what do you need help with? He's like, well, what do you need help with? I'm like, well, I don't know, Brandon kind of told me that you may need some help, so that's why we're doing this. So I was basically trying to help, mm-hmm. and it just, we kind of struck it, to be honest. Um, yeah. We struck a good relationship, um, and I mean, the rest is, you know, we're here today. But you guys came there with a service first, right? You came there to help. Yeah. And I thought yeah. he wanted help because he just reached out and said, hey, can we meet? And I was like, sure. All right. Um, and then I quickly identified some of the stuff he was good at, he could help me with, and then I could help him with some of the stuff that they were struggling with. And mm-hmm. it was very, it was blatantly like, I hate systems and processes. That's his jam. Mm-hmm. He struggles, you know, managing people and inspiring people and doing some of those things. That's where I could really help and, yep. you know, comp plans and all these different ways to keep people motivated. Um, and I, I quickly understood that, you know, we could help each other. And um, we, there was no plan of like doing anything together. It was just like, I was like, this dude's really great. And I really think I could help him. And I think he could really help me. Yeah. And I think also like uh, Brandon also, you had talked about Google Forms. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's like, okay, go talk to Steve. Yeah, and you came to my office in your uh, wildly pimped out BMW. <laughs> right, and we went for a spin. Like we worked on Google Forms, went for a spin, <laughs> and after I was like, hey, you know what? You should just hang your license at my brokerage. Yeah, and it was like that afternoon you hung your license at the brokerage. So I think Brandon was really instrumental. Right, he I mean, was, he was yeah. huge. I mean, he he uh, he's the head, you know, the guy that started the whole thing. It was yeah, the whole movement for us. So before you guys teamed up, I want you know for the listeners to hear. Um, you know, maybe you can start. Sure. What was your business? What did your business look like? Because uh, you already had success, right? What did your business look like, and what were you building to uh, before you guys teamed up? Yeah. Um, so I mean, even before my wholesale business, I, I used to be in the fix and flip, um, and I was fixing and flipping at the time. Obviously, wholesaling to started wholesaling 2015-ish, <coughs> and um, I mean things were you know looking good. I just didn't know. I was my my goal at the time was to just grow the wholesale company. That was the ultimate goal, and that's where I met Brandon. Um, and I think um, Andrew LeBurn actually got me in the, in the group through Brandon, the connection, um, and got in the group. Met a lot of successful people, more successful than me at the time, and started learning a lot. Started digging deeper uh, into a lot of different things. That's where I met you. That's where I met Jesse. But again, our wholesale operation was, you know, we at the time. Um, we had maybe four or five or actually three or four uh, acquisitions we had a lead manager uh, it was a successful operation uh, obviously it was uh, but I was we were looking to grow it uh, and like he said you know we were always struggling cycling through employees those types of things and that's where you know some of his strengths lie and yeah I remember you, were, you guys are going through employees but I also remember like you guys were creating tools and systems I mean I remember like uh, Annie gave me a tour of your onboarding this is not your normal onboarding. Like it was like I was joining a franchise. <laughs> yeah, right? they're they're very, and we now are very systematized to where yeah. uh, that's actually more Annie's strength. So um, I do want to shout out Annie. We do have a third partner, mm-hmm. which is Evo's sister, and she is another huge, huge reason for our success. But when it comes to, that's more her is definitely the um, definitely the onboardings, the the systems, the protocols, the processes, mm-hmm. putting it together, that is definitely Annie because when we started um, all the batch products, 
we did not have any because she was focusing on the wholesale operation and jumping ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, me and Eva don't have sh- shit basically. We, for, we, we for missed some strengths that she possesses. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and that's why I think some of the you know a lot of the things that we do together now r- really work so well. Cause, I mean, he's got strengths that I don't, vice versa, and then same with Annie. Right. So you had you're really good at the technical side. Uh, so what tools you, you had the litigator scrub, which when you were telling me about, it, I was like, what do you mean you can do, you can pull a list of all the people that sue, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so you had the litigator scrub. What other tools did you have? Did you create at that time before you guys partnered up? Oh, we had some older ones. I don't know if I should even mention them. Like just yeah. like you know, texting platforms. I, I mean, I've like, 2017 is when I kind of started doing it, like texting platforms, and it was like really basic, and I was trying to automate like scrapers and bots and stuff like that. Too. I remember that now. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. It was first to like Ring Central was like the first one that I actually like basically created a bot so it can send you know thousands of messages in Ring Central. Those accounts got shut down. I started looking <laughs> at other <laughs> avenues, uh, and then then I kind of and then I found another platform before I even partnered with we even knew Jesse. Uh, it was a texting platform, and it just took like three or four months to kind of get it running. And that's when I basically I think met you, and then like well you know we can send a bunch of text messages and. All of these things, and that's how I was able to like help him a little bit in the beginning, uh, and that's how like you know a lot of the things you know he'd come to our office, I'd go to his office, and just kind of help each other on some of the day-to-day operational stuff. So your strengths were definitely on the technical side. Yes. And your challenges were people. Correct. And then you, what was your business like when you guys before you guys partnered up? So I think it was something similar. I want to say I had three to four acquisition reps, and then. Uh, disposition manager. I don't think you got a dispo though. I think you guys did that, correct? Oh, I think you got rid of them. Oh, you got rid of them. Never mind. Yeah. Forgot about that. But I didn't have a leads manager because um, ours was a little bit different. They would generate a lot more leads through other sources, um, obviously because I don't have the skill set that he has mm-hmm. to create that type of stuff. So, you know, I had my acquisition uh, managers did a blend of, you know, they were sending out or I sending out the text for them. They would respond to them and then also you know, doing some cold calling themselves. So they got a bigger piece of the pie than their reps because they weren't self-generating, but they were still having to, you know, process and sift, kind of be lead managers and acquisition reps. Yeah. And it, I just did it a little bit differently, but I think we had similar size operations. Yeah. yeah. But at that time, you. you had people that had been with you for a very long time. Correct. Yes. And that was where you guys had the biggest challenge. Yeah. Right. So, but your systems... I mean, they, they're okay they would suffice yeah you know and then he started helping me i mean i did my best um you know wh- when you start a wholesale operation or a company you have to even do the stuff that are your weaknesses if you mm-hmm. don't have that position filled i did my best like i built out a podio to a decent amount i would dig and i was you know i would say i'm one of the first adopters of text messaging i was very much on the the front side than before it was known or popular and same mm-hmm. thing for the cold calling so i was always digging and finding things but did i probably streamline it and systematize it to its full capacity absolutely not right but you know i did my best as, as everybody does have to do Correct. when they get started yeah and so um before you guys partnered up so you had read rocket fuel i had yeah i read and it actually i just told him when i read it i read it on the airplane when i was going to uh Grand Cardone 10X in 2016 or I didn't 17. even know you went to that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so you read it on the way there, and then you read it after you guys partnered up. Yeah. I, I knew something was right. I didn't know how it was so right. That yeah. kind of explained it further. I probably, like, 
I probably read it before we partner partnered on everything, but we had already Maybe. had uh, you know our batch partnership, mm. and then we decided, as we'll get to, partnering on everything that we do together now. But um, it really made me identify like how right the relationship was like mm -hmm. I felt it I knew it I knew like I had different strengths he had different strengths and so did Annie but it really explained it to me better and then I could understand where they're coming from better it really helped me communicate with them better because yeah. I'm definitely the crazy one that wants to do anything and everything and all the ideas and it's my job and then I realized it's my job to get to bring all these ideas and have them say no 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 and then one of them is going to be yes and it's going to be dope right so but me understanding like that's what i'm supposed to do like i just thought i was being annoying and then i'm like oh that's actually my job yeah like my job is to come up with all this crazy stuff and get a million no's to that one great idea that we could help make our business be that much better got it so was there anything that you saw when you were reading rocket fuel or that you remember from rocket fuel when you guys were you know talking about potentially partnering up that you saw in this like okay this makes sense yeah it, like you said it really just um at least in my mind was segmenting a lot of the job roles and each individual person you know some of the you know strengths and weaknesses that uh each person could possess because at the time even like i i mean obviously like, i was doing a lot of the stuff you know even the managerial stuff and things like that but i mean did i like doing some of it absolutely not you know but i had to do it um uh, and it's just really help me compartmentalize a lot of the stuff that hey these are the things that i like doing and you know that uh, spreadsheet on uh, you know the things that you like to do uh, i forget what it goes you know things you like to do but mm. are not good at type of thing and right. it just helped me like identify some of those areas um and then obviously partnering with you know him and annie just helped me like focus on the stuff that i enjoy doing and that i'm, that I'm good at so what are some of the so we talk about um you know compartmentalizing was there anything else that, you know, when you guys were trying to figure out whether to partner or not, they said, okay, like, according to this book, for this part right here, like, definitely we should do it, or definitely we shouldn't, like, was there anything in there that, in that book that said it was like a, you know, it was a bright light, like, you, you should do this, or it's just, you just kind of did it? No, I think it took us some time. Uh, I mean, he, he actually reads people way better than I do initially, <laughs> so I think he might have read me, like, a little before I read him, type of, to be honest, yeah. but... Um, I think you can explain it better. I just we 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 basically um, were helping each other for like nine months before we even partnered. Right. Well, so so it took a little bit of time too. Kind of. So yep. We started. So initially, what happened? We had our wholesale operations, and then we started batch skip tracing. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, what happened was I lost my TLO account, mm -hmm. and I was freaking out at that time. Back then, we were only cold calling. And I'm like, uh, I need help, and like mm -hmm. it was just it was fate, it was timing, whatever you want to call it. He's like, hey, I just got this new data source. The skip tracing is really good, you know? And he's like, I'll take care of you. I'm like, he's like, I'll give it to you at cost. That's that's Evo, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I got you. I'm like, okay, whatever, thanks. I'm gonna write that down for you later <laughs> on. <laughs> um, and then I, I tested it and my guys were happy. They're like, yo, this is basically as good as um, what we were using. Mm -hmm. And then that's when TLO was shutting down a lot of accounts. A lot of people were looking for, you know, good data sources that you could skip in bulk because back then you couldn't do that. Right. And I was like, hey, you know, I have some friends that may be interested and I'm not like him. I'm like, what do I get? <laughs> and he goes half. I'm like, done. So quickly I had people try it and they're like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then, and then like literally quickly, we didn't make much to much dating time during that. We're like, let's do this. Let's get it set up. We got started working on a website, started getting it out there, and boom, like, okay, now that we have batch skip tracing. It was basically our side hustle at that time yeah. on top of the wholesaling operation, 
And then that kept growing to where we had to basically we're just going to each other's offices. It was affecting our wholesale business. We had two deals we were fighting over, you know, that we ended up just, you know, figuring out a way to make it work together. And I'm just like, why are we both spending separate marketing dollars? Mm -hmm. And I was pushing him way harder than he was pushing me. So like, I knew it was right. Like I already had that feeling. I saw the strengths and weaknesses, but man, I'd say it to him and he, he'd blow me off like a shitty tender date, man. He's like, you know, nah, like we'll talk about it later. I'll see you later. Like, he, he wasn't ready yet. I knew, and then I was just like, I'm gonna give him his time. Like, we'll get there when we get there. It was just really hard having these two separate wholesale operations, and we're both doing all these things the same way with marketing and all this different stuff to where I'm like, I was like, this is inevitable is what was in my head. I'm like, let's just do it sooner than later. Yeah. That was where I was at with it. Um, so apparently I'm notorious for like poo-pooing on partnerships. So I get a lot of Instagram messages. It was like, hey, I know you hate partnerships, but and then they'll go (laughs) and explain why they want to do a partnership. And, you know, I always say, like, I'm a hypocrite, right? I hate partnerships, but I'm in, like, multiple partnerships, right? Yeah. So what advice or what things were you looking at when you guys trying to figure out whether you wanted to partner up? What were some of the key things you guys were looking at? You want me to take this one? Sure. This is something. So I I went through a partnership that didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I did not want partners. So, like, I was that newly divorced person that's like, I'm never getting married again. And then along comes this beauty, <laughs> you know, and um, it just it was it was tough. Um, I was very clear once we started talking about the thing I think we didn't do right in the last partnership was starting to create other partnerships within that partnership. So if we were to partner, I was like, if we do this together, we do everything together mm-hmm. because then you, you can't start having these other side hustles to deter you. If it's making us all money, I'm, I'm all for it. But if you're trying to go do some other side hustle and we're partners, now am I technically kind of working for you? Mm-hmm. Like that's how I look at it. So I'm like, if it's, it's all or it's nothing. You know, obviously we could have just kept the batch skip tracing separate, but if, if wholesale is gonna combine, like I'm like, if we're lending hard money, if we're doing this, if we're doing that, it's all together, it's not. And I was super, super are, clear with are, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's just how I see it. We're a team together. Um, and I saw me building my future with them. And I saw that I didn't want to do something without them. Even if it was like my little hustle that I put together, I still want them to get paid on it. They're mm-hmm. my partners. If I'm alleviating time from these other businesses to work on this, they still should get compensated. That's just how I see it. Yeah. And I'm no nonsense when it comes to that. Like it just, it has to be that way. And that's how I feel. Some other people, it works the other way. But I think for the newer listeners or the newbies, my best advice for you is if you do partner, read Rocket Fuel because most wholesalers are visionary entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That You have this dream to create your financial freedom. You have this dream of building this amazing thing. You have all these dreams. Like that, that is typically a visionary. If, if you and your buddy wanna start doing it together, that's fine, split some marketing costs, do some things. But if you guys partner, and you both have the same personality, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Like your question, if you're a visionary, you should be like, so do you like CRMs and systems and processes? <laughs> if they're like, no, I like, I wanna build this great thing. You're like, we shouldn't be partners. No, exactly. You could collaborate and do stuff together and do marketing to get yourselves going and squad up, mm-hmm. but you're gonna put s- someone, one of those visionaries is gonna get put in a role that they hate and they're gonna resent you in due time and eventually it's gonna fail. Yeah, one of the best bits of advice I heard was uh, from Brent, uh, Brent Daniels, and he said basically, 
uh, there's just no reason to partner without dating a little while first, right? Like, hundred percent. You know, you, and you're talking about two. Uh, you know, they could be two visionaries, and the only way to find out whether it's going to work or not is to work together, collaborate, squad up, mm-hmm. and then after six months, okay, I like how this is going. Then maybe do a partnership. Because you no. can have two visionaries if you have different skill sets mm-hmm. and then hire an integrator to help with the other stuff. Right. But before I came on this, shout out to Brent. Um, he wanted me to mention something too because I was like, we're talking about rocket fuel. And he's like, tell all the new wholesalers, your job is not to be the CEO or the visionary, which it's not when you first start. Your job is to learn every job role and get your ass to work and get mm-hmm. deals. It is not your job to be the CEO of a company that's not there. That's something you grow into mm-hmm. and you start hiring as you can, but he's like, make it very clear when you're getting started, you're the CEO of nothing. You are the person that has every job role and it's your job to find a deal. So yeah. Brent, love the advice. I'm sure some people will take that to heart for sure. Yeah, every job uh, has a box and your name is in every one of those boxes. Yep. Correct. Yeah, um, anything you wanna add to that? Um, no, I think you honestly like you nailed it uh, on the head. It's just um, everything you said, you know, like even like the marriage thing. We did it, like I mean, even not knowing about it, to be honest. I mean, yeah, at we least da- I didn't know it. Yeah, we dated for nine months, you know, just with this side hustle to to see how it worked. Mm-hmm. Correct, because I, I, again, I didn't know, and I, I've heard you know bad things about partnerships before. I, I've never experienced it before. Never had a partner before besides my sister, who I've worked with, you know. Is she um, a good partner? I don't know. <laughs> she could be difficult. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Annie, you're the best. Love you, Annie. But uh, yeah, we've worked, I've worked with her since 2008, nine maybe, uh, maybe even before that. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm used to working with her mm-hmm. uh, as a family member. But then partnering with somebody else was new to me. Right? He was he was very hesitant, like for real. Like I felt like I was, I was getting yeah. ghosted. Like he would just he would just brush it off like Eva does his Eva thing oh yeah okay we'll talk about you know just like it's like he almost doesn't hear me like I'll say stupid shit to him all the time and he he blatantly ignores like my stupidness um, and that's what I kind of felt like he was doing I bring it up and he'd almost like he would address it or listen but he wouldn't really respond yeah and I was just like what the heck is going on here <laughs> it's like man this is what it feels like to get rejected <laughs> so you guys partnered up. Um, so it's been a couple of years. How long has it been? A little over two years, like full time or full time partners. Yeah. A little year and a half, but we've been partners for over two years on everything. All right. Two and a half. So let's just quickly list. Seems a lot longer to be honest. I know. Uh, and he says, I, and it says I need to be nicer. <laughs> so quickly, like all the different products you guys have. I mean, start with batch skip tracing. Batch skip tracing, and then batch lead stacker, which morphed into batch leads, which is like our all-in-one tool to where you could list stack, data management, skip trace, and then we added. That was that lead, lead stacking thing you were talking about. Yep. <laughs> that, was, that was the original, yeah, version of the actual software. Yeah. So it yeah. just started off as, you know, lead stacker, then we added skip tracing, then now we have text messaging, and now we have lists. And so it's basically like an all-in-one tool. I feel like you got more products. All-in-one prospecting tool. Yeah. We, we do well, have, you have so, more. So we those. have the RVM, so we have bat ringless. We have batch driven as well. Yeah, I was gonna say go knock or yeah, go batch driven. We're yeah. rebranding that. Right. And then we have a dialer coming out at yeah. the end of the month. So, so, so you got all these different products. Now you got three, you know, three heads at the table. Yes. How do you guys manage all that? So this is this is awesome. This is a it's shout a out topic, to Annie. Yep. Um, it's it's about having an accountability chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, top to bottom, we have every single virtual assistant. We have every single person 
and we have an accountability chart. We do big quarterly meetings between the three of us and we adjust them and every time we show them the expectation where everybody's roles at, who reports to who, and that is what has kept us sane because if you communicate with your team and everybody knowing what they're supposed to do, it it's amazing. Like people take their ownership, people understand, people are proud of their roles and um, we know where we're at and what we have to focus on and it gets tweaked and changed and that's why we do it quarterly but having the proper accountability chart is it's probably one of the biggest strengths that we've had on keeping our finger on the pulse on that if someone wants to learn more about accountability charts where would they find it that's you uh i mean uh, traction mm-hmm. is the book that i learned a lot about accountability charts and the tool you guys used to create it lucid charts yeah uh yeah we have so we have an accountability chart for every one of the companies Oh, you save a different one for every company? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and there is some overlay, especially on the development side, on some of the support side, a little bit of overlay with some of the you know individual people. Uh, but we do. And like you said, we go over it every quarter, and there just seems to be always we have to update it and change it. And, you know, so we add new people, and we have to put their names on in one of those boxes. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, I think that's what has really allowed us to... Scale. Scale, yeah. yeah. really has allowed us to get away from some of the day-to-day, and we're still obviously doing some things that we shouldn't be. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time before we s- scale more and we delegate more and more. Uh, and that the way we delegate is, you know, you have to have some of the leadership, the proper leadership in place. We're, we're very, very lucky. We have the most amazing staff. We have mm. the yeah. best team. We have great leadership in place in all of our um, key roles that – they take ownership, they understand, like I consider them an owner of that part of the company to where you get to make decisions. Obviously you come to us for stuff and guidance, but they are allowed to make decisions. They're allowed to fail. If they fail, we will work with them on how to make that better. But the the culture and the team um, is, is what, the three of us are, are nothing without them. Yeah. Like we really aren't. And that's been one of our other biggest parts is just finding the right people all of us being aligned. I mean, we have, you know, our, both of our, we have our core values and our um, mission, our visions, mission, mission vision statement, statement on our walls at our office. Like every single person that I interview, I'm like, before you come into my office, you go read these. If you're not aligned, you can leave. Yeah. You know. So what are those core values? You want to talk about them? I don't, have I don't know. I'm off the top of my head. Oh, you got it. It's, it's a pop quiz. Come on, guys. So I know <laughs> it is, um, we have be customer obsessed is one of them we also have uh something to do with like curiosity like be innovative be, be always be cu- always be curious you know always like try to improve yourself um you know our and could um send a man i'm sure yeah <laughs> you know our, our vision mission statement that we spend like maybe two hours on that just working through a lot of the words and stuff like that and getting it right you know but it's you know we build products and services that impact people's lives mm-hmm. uh, and that's our missions mission statement basically yeah um, uh, so rocket fuel is really about two people yeah you guys have three yes how does that work so we go ahead we talked about it actually like uh, a couple couple hours ago <laughs> um so he's he, he he's the visionary of the company mm-hmm. uh and then i'm more on the development side that's where i handle a lot of the stuff and then annie just does the operations on a lot of the you know in, in-house employees especially and uh, that's how just how it works so I somehow got blessed with two integrators that li- that actually have different skill sets. Yeah. Like luckiest guy ever, because Evo's really taking control on the development side, 
and then she was really the missing piece um, on the products and services side to where when she was focused on the wholesale, she didn't really help there. And once she came in, I mean, she helped fix so much stuff because that was neither of our strengths. So it's really strange to have three people that have such different skill sets that work so well together. It's, it's, what it's is really she, strange. What does she fix? What was she in charge of? Or what is she, she in charge of now that she... She fixes a lot of the stuff that we, like, skip over. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes we'll have a, hey, we have a brand new website. He'll look at it. Good. I look at it. This Maybe this can look... Maybe just changes the verbiage a little bit. And then mm -hmm. Annie goes through it, and there's, like, a whole list of things that we have to Quality change. control. And then also the operate... It's, like, fully the operation. So building out the um, our trainer onboarding. So every single person that gets onboarded on our company, the first week... <laughs> Every single person, doesn't matter if you're a VA getting hired for level one support or if you're going to be our new COO, you're learning and understanding um, the wholesale space and what our customer looks like and understanding how to help them. Every single person has that week. That was her. Mm -hmm. Then the next week, each hour is broken into exactly what needs to be. That's the type of stuff that she does. That's how granular that we get now to make sure that our operation is running tight. Um, and then all the other little things. She handles the finance side. She handles... Um, she oversees the managers and then I'm kind of on top of that um, but she's making sure she, she's she's definitely the yeah, integrator on that side finance operations accounting that's she, she handles all of those things yeah. that's what an integrator normally handles is that type of stuff so we're talking about you know this we're, we want to take a lot of the lessons about uh, from from rocket fuel so what is some like two or three big lessons that we, we should discuss for everyone that's listening here that hasn't read the book yet uh, it's understanding what you are. Are you an mm -hmm. integrator or are you a visionary? So there's, you know, seven chapters in there. Chapters one is... Is it only seven? Yeah. It's a shorter book than I, than, than I remember the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter one and two are just identifying what are you, mm -hmm. right? What, what type of person are you? And then um, chapter three is like understanding the relationship between the two. Yep. So I knew we were so good. It talks about yin and yang or like egg and hamming it, right? Mm -hmm. Like... Me and him are definitely a yin and yang. If, if you're a partner, you're looking to partner with somebody, they have to be the yin to your yang. Or else, if you have the same skill set, it just it doesn't work. You're going to be on top of each other. And, right. and you're going to be fighting for dominance. Uh, so that's what chapter three is. Chapter four is accountability charts. Oh, that is in that book. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. So it does have accountability, and that's something, you know, because it's EOS, which is, you Correct. know, I think Rocket Fuel is a part of uh, traction. It's just a different book highlighting yeah. it just goes deeper into a, to a topic yeah. yeah yeah and then it goes into i have my paper here and then um five is the five rules six is finding each other so like if you haven't found that person and then seven is like practices what are the five rules uh i don't know i'm off the top of my head okay um so i could say for anyone that's listening because like you mentioned earlier right most of the people that are uh listening to this podcast or wholesalers tend to be visionary yeah uh, because entrepreneurs tend to be you know the visionary type personality not that they necessarily are but they tend to be correct and so uh, I've been told many many years way too long really that I'm a lousy communicator and I was like what are you talking about what do you mean I'm a lousy communicator and then I read the book and I was like, wow, I am guilty of all these sins <laughs> right like they talk about, here are all the things that are wrong <laughs> with visionaries right like just yeah. very high level like look i want you to build this and like how do you want to build it's like i don't care just get it done and then you bring it to me <laughs> you bring it to me i was like no this sucks <laughs> <laughs> see i don't only say that and he normally brings me something like i like i'm like oh this yeah. is nice but that's my responsibility as a visionary right 
And so one of the things that really helped a lot with the book was helping me really understand my shortfalls. But yeah. instead of being a great leader and improving those shortfalls, what I did was I took that book and I gave it to my right-hand person and said, you should read this book because now you know how to better communicate with me. <laughs> <laughs> because now she understands what's wrong with me too, right? Like it's, it, it, it works great. It, it, def it definitely like strengthens just from both sides. You can absolutely see like, I mean, it's black and white sometimes. And once you understand that, you can actually start seeing patterns. Yeah. And then I, I think it also helps with uh, some of your team members understanding what their strengths and weaknesses are too. Yeah. So it, it definitely goes into to that as well. And I think the hardest part when you get started is identifying like how to hire the right person in the right position and what type of personality that person should be. Like those are a lot of the things that people overlook because they're just trying to like get themselves out of something that they don't want to do. Very true. Um, and I think when I talk about like bad partnerships because they tend to hire someone just to fill that role versus making sure it's a good fit mm -hmm. uh, for everybody. And just as a quick side note, going back to what, what I was saying with being a visionary. So we just got this new space, right? We moved in, uh, we, we did the move on Friday. We started using it on Monday. I kept getting a lot of emails. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, and so one of the, uh, again, being a visionary, details is not my strength, right? I can cast a vision, but the specific details are, are, are not my, uh, one of my forte. And so on, Friday after we move in, I get a text from Summers like, hey, we need to talk on Monday about the AC. I was like, oh, God, we just moved in. How could there be a problem with the AC already, right? So we'll talk about it on Monday. And she and we talk on Monday. And she said, hey, did you know that the AC is included in the lease? I was like, really? She's like, didn't you read the lease? Like, I signed it. <laughs> right. But that's kind of how visionaries are, right? We're just moving fast. We have an idea and we go move forward. We don't necessarily stop and so check all the details that's definitely annie i would consider evo more of a hybrid mm -hmm. between the two like the detail orientation is like i'll say something so like we have policies and procedures for using our products or services mm -hmm. annie's going through those a fine tooth comb with our lawyers making sure everything's right all these different things with accounting like me and evo like get a p l and we look and we're like great and then yesterday <laughs> i look at her and i'm like how much did blah, blah, blah make, or what was this? And like, I won't even go look. And she has sent it to me. And I literally am like, tell me because I refuse to go into my email, search it and, and find it myself. Like that's the type of stuff she has to put up with. And yeah. I appreciate her so much, but that's where she is definitely the detail oriented person. Cause he likes, he's going a hundred miles an hour on the other side. He does do a lot of implementing too, but he does have uh, some visionary traits on yeah. wanting to just get through something probably more quickly than a traditional integrator would. And that's Max, right, on my team. He's yeah. not a visionary, he's not an integrator, he's both. He's got, he can do both. Yeah. Um, and then just as another side note, as far as talking about um, contracts, like, um, so I have my title company, Keegley has their title company, right? So I open mine first. And, <laughs> and, 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 and Jamil calls me, he says, hey Steve, did you review that document? And I was like, yeah, I skimmed it. He's like, what about this, this, and this? I was like, yeah, what about it? He's like, don't you have a problem? I was like, I don't know. It's like, it's <laughs> Yeah, He's you, like, you need to have someone look at everything you sign, bro. So uh, and I was like, Jamil, there's one thing, like I, I had him change and that was it. Uh, and he's like, and, he, and it, I can hear him, you know, hey, Hunter, Steve didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Hunter but I bet Jamil, is an example. Jamil didn't read it either. No, Jamil's a visionary. <laughs> but they yeah. have three partners as well. Yeah, but instead of him reading it, right, he called me because he assumed I would read it. <laughs> like, no, I didn't read it. And so he'd go back to his integrator, Hunter, yeah. and say, no, like you... Like, cause Hunter and Josiah actually read the contracts. Yeah. Point out the problems with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's enough about me. So, um, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about as far as the partnership 
uh, I, I put here that like, you guys are revo revolutionized the industry, and I, and I firmly believe that. So, um, you know, is there anything you guys want to talk about as far as the journey goes from when you guys partnered up, the challenges you guys had as far as uh, your organization, but now, like, moving forward, what, do you, what are your challenges you guys seeing? Or are you guys getting hate mail? Like, what are you guys <laughs> experiencing? We're not getting any hate mail at all, to be honest. I mean, okay, I think my emails aren't making it through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely do want to touch on, on growing a business, but... I know this is primarily a wholesale show, so I love well, I to think try we and talk about some stuff with wholesale. I think too. absolutely should we talk about building businesses because uh, no one gets into wholesale because they enjoy wholesaling. wholesaling they, yeah. they There's get, some crazy people out there. I know a few people. <laughs> there are some, but most people get into wholesale because they want to create time freedom, financial freedom, and yeah. so on. So I think business is, is critical to that. So what do you want to talk about as far as business goes? Jeez. Um, I'll let you start. Um, what were I, our weaknesses when we got started? We our, started our, our weaknesses, um, honestly, one of the biggest things that, uh, and we, we talked about it a, a little bit earlier, was just a lot of the accountability charts, the, the way everything flows. So, you know, I used to be, you know, even, you know, even now a little bit to some extent in some areas, but I used to be the, the bottleneck for a lot of the stuff. You know, a lot of the decisions had to pass through me, and then I'm, I'm busy or, you know, God forbid, you know, I, I, my cell phone's out of service or whatever that happens, like, I, I'm out for like having a couple a kid. of hours. Having a kid, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was challenging, like right. Actually, when I had when when my son, my son was born in April, like our system crashed literally that day. <laughs> so I mean, unfortunately, I had to uh, step in a little bit more than I would have liked to at the time. But uh, it, it's just now with our accountability chart, everybody, you know, even on the, I'll, I'll just speak more so on the development side. But you know, there's um, there's on the development side, there, there's me that you know, kind of a lot of development decisions go through. And then I have you know Jibin and Lee, uh, which are my lead developers on uh, both both sides. And then they have team leads underneath them. And then there's you know the, the rest of the developers type of thing. So you know, I really don't talk to you know a lot of the developers because uh, I, I talk to Jibin. I mean I talk to him every single day, like every single day I talk to him, and he just relays a lot of information that comes from you know a lot of the, the fine tuned you know a lot of the, the details that come from a lot of the developers that they're seeing. Uh, and he's solving a lot of the issues by himself and then anything that he can't solve or he needs some my input on he reaches out to me so this has allowed us to really just um, free up my time i mean over the past month i think it's really the whole shift has happened over the past couple of months for us to be honest uh and then we because we've hired some key job roles that we we knew we needed we just didn't have the right people at the time uh and i think we, those job roles are filled filled up right now to where you know we're stepping more and more and more out of the business uh, almost every day uh, to yeah. where you know we can actually focus on uh, growing it and growing being it. in it how many people are underneath you on the accountability chart um, so I don't think you know this we have over 80 people that work for us now I did not know that uh, I knew you guys had high overhead so you're probably about 40 there's about 40 people yeah wow 40, no, I had no 40, idea. 43 people was it 43 yeah <laughs> roughly roughly about 43 people it's a lot so, you know, we have a lot of people uh, virtual, but they're not necessarily virtual assistants. Like we just hired, um, finally got an HR. That was like, we were going through this horrible cycle of, we need an employee, we don't have time to hire them, but we need an <laughs> HR, but we need to hire this employee now so we don't have time to hire the HR. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like pulling the hair I don't have anymore out. And I'm just like, oh, this is so frustrating. And finally we're just like, we're gonna find an HR. Like mm -hmm. this is, you know, it's being, you know, penny smart, dollar stupid is basically what we kept doing to ourselves. 
and we found an amazing superstar. And that's that's the thing that I could, the advice I want to give to people even growing their wholesale or real estate investing operations is hiring someone and hiring the right someone are so different and it's worth waiting and it's worth letting someone go and having to dive back in that job role until you find that right person because that's how you can start scaling and getting out of your business. Uh, dude, our team is the, the only reason why we're successful. Like we have the best team top to bottom out of anybody I believe in the industry to where our culture is great, everybody's aligned with the vision and they're just great people. Like we, um, I saw this quote about a month ago, um, gosh, what did it say? It was like, um, you know, hire for character and then train for talent. Mm -hmm. something along those lines and i've been living by that like i want to hire the right person i will train them how to be a great team member but the right people with how you align and how you think i've i've learned um i've always believed it but more and more i've really believed that hiring that makes your operation that much stronger because everybody that works together has the same type of character and if you all have similar characters you all have the same vision. If you mm -hmm. all have the same vision, you're working together towards something. Yeah. And that's, I think, our biggest game changer, to be honest with you, is we're lucky, man. We got great people. So when did you hire this HR person? Like a month ago. A month ago? So I, I did a lot of the, the hiring. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at reading people. We're both poker players. We both pride ourselves on you know, understanding how to read people. We've done a lot of it. And I think it's one of my superpowers, or probably my greatest, is is getting a vibe and seeing if and asking you know certain questions to to see if they're a fit and you know um i was able to to do that but i didn't have time and yeah. it's not my job to hire like it's her job to sift through everything then it goes to the manager or the coo of that company to be like they're a good fit and then i still i don't talk to them anything about business i just sit down with them for 10 minutes mm -hmm. once they're like hey we want to hire them and I just ask them like weird personal questions to like get vibes and energy and, and see if I'm right. And if I have like a feeling that I'm like, I think they're faking it or they're not right, I'll just be like, no. And they won't even ask a question. They're like, okay. Um, but most of the time they're right. Almost every time they've been right. And I'm like, dude, I love them. Like, let's bring them on. Yeah. I hired a uh, uh, Ken. He's been with us for about a month now. And I give him a lot of crap. Uh, but uh, I was telling him like, hey, you know, we're our 30 day review. Like, have you scheduled it yet? And, like, what's going to happen? <laughs> so, uh, but he's been phenomenal. I mean, ever since he came on, we hired a great videographer. Um, you know, he schedules several interviews for a good copywriter. Like he's been on top of it, but ha uh, and we hire an acquisition person, you know? And so just having nice. someone to say, Hey, this is what I need. Go get it. Go get it. It makes everything so much easier. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great point. It, it is. And then also like what you mentioned, like uh, hire the right, like people, uh, is something like, you know, we, my mistake before even the wholesaling business you know four or five years ago was you know we needed somebody to fill in that job role like boom put in the first like i mean not the first person but but it was two people hired. one of them's good enough yep. <laughs> yeah and that's uh, unfortunately that's what a lot of, of new people do so what advice do you give them how do you find the right person how do you decide this person's a superstar now i mean I, we've talked about you know hire for character uh train for talent but how do you figure out someone's character so Annie might be able to share this, um, but she has personality types for each uh, wholesale operation to like, it's not gonna be always the perfect fit, but you know, putting someone into a box for what t type of personality they have 
to fit that job role. You know, acquisition is going to be different than a lead manager. That's going to be different from a disposition. Like, I think a dispo should be definitely more detail oriented, task oriented. They're okay sitting on the computer doing stuff, but they still have to have some phone skills, obviously, to get on the phones. The acquisition guy, all they want to do is talk to leads. Mm -hmm. Like, all they want to do is get the kill. You know, a lead manager is going to want to process. So she has, um, of course, she built it out, mm -hmm. but she's like, this is the type of personality types. Um, maybe she could post that into your Facebook group or something. But that that helped us a little bit too by yeah. identifying, um, you know, if they were a good fit or not for that job role. And if you like them, you could maybe shove them. Like we've, I've repositioned like f four or five, six of our employees to where like I hired um, Michelle, who's amazing. Everybody loves her. She's famous. She's on Wholesale Hotline and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but she started off as a sales rep. And she had so much, so much empathy, and all she did was care and care to make sure that they're enjoying the product and making sure they're okay. I'm like, you are not a sales rep; you are an account manager. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah. when we made that shift for her, she loves coming in every day. She's like, I get to help people every day. Um, she does have some sales skills, but like her heart is in. That's just her personality. And I was just like, she's amazing, and but she's struggling. And I was like, I hired her for the wrong job. Mm -hmm. But I was like, now she's the, the head of the account managers and she's been absolutely phenomenal thriving in the position that she's meant to be in. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, uh, they're on the, you got the right people on the bus, just gonna make sure they're in the right seats. Yeah, Correct. Other, otherwise the, that person's gonna be fighting against their personality to be doing that job role. Yeah. And then you were mentioning earlier, you know, acquisition versus disposition, something, cause this came up in a coaching call on Monday actually. And the way I like to describe it, like you said, you know, acquisition, this is a hunter role. This is a person that wants to hunt. Correct. Disposition, this is a farmer role. I mean, they're like, what should I hire in disposition? It's like, if you can find a Jamil, <laughs> if you can find that person, that's like the perfect disposition person. Yeah. But might not be able to get that. Yeah, he, he'll own a multi-million dollar company. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your biggest challenges right now? I mean, we talked about the, the um, you guys are able to solve that time problem, right? Hiring the HR so they can hire the right people. What are some of you guys' biggest challenges today? As you know, with 80 something people, it's gotta be. How do we go faster, baby? Yeah. So, and you guys kind of like a battleship now. You guys can't go as fast, right? Like, small yeah, guys are, it's definitely harder. are speedboats. It's, it's you guys are cruise ships. It's definitely harder to, you know, every time we have to make a change, there's just so many different changes that we have to. Like just we have to talk to support. We have right. to talk to And this it has person. to, uh, you know, go all the way down the chain. Yes. And, yeah. But scary thing um, about having a big. But company, I, I wouldn't say company. that's like a big issue that we're having, though. I mean, no, you know, it's it's really, it just takes it does take a little bit longer too. And we've been talking about, hey, we need to, you know, we need to make a change. I mean, there's has to be a, a checklist that we have to like follow. Now. And Annie's yeah. working on that, of course. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that the biggest issue that I could um, identify, it's tough. It's um. Now it's, you know, it's, it's hiring in bunches. It's, it's getting more effective. It's, it's getting more proficient with the small things. Like it's tweaking the little things. Um, we, I mean, we, we, I think we've done a pretty good job quickly, like really learning how to create, you know, something good, mm -hmm. but now it's really diving in and getting, um, I think we could get a little more mentorship on scaling to another level. And that's something that we probably could work on a little bit more is reaching out to people and, you know the the space that we're in now, yeah. Um, and getting some advice on stuff that we haven't went through yet, but you know, there. It, it's tough. It's tough. I think I think we've done a pretty good job, but there's still we still have so much to learn, and we still it's it's all the little things now. Like, 
Because um, little things make a big the, difference it's now. A, it's the same thing we talked to, like literally this morning about doing like KPIs. A, well, even KPIs, but even doing like an actual split testing, and it's like split testing this versus that, and that's where you know that's what we're striving to. You know, that's we haven't had the time because we've been in the <laughs> business. Now we could be like having a bigger look at the big picture. Okay, we could split test this, or you know, like people, um, you know, Jerry Norton, great example. Like all the little minute things that he does you know, this color or taking out this word, that's the stuff that we're trying to start to get into mm -hmm. to really understand. Okay. Yep. Um, and then listening to, you know, we've always been really good about listening to the customers that use our products and we keep trying to build what they're asking for. And that's, that's the other thing that we, it's just, it's never ending. Like he will never create a product and stop developing it because, you know, people give us good <laughs> feedback and our, our, our goal is to be the best. It really is. And I think, I think we're on our way, but you can't stop developing because me and him have had this conversation. There's someone, because we were the little guy and I used the little guy mantra forever. Mm -hmm. We're not that anymore. Right. So now my mantra is there's someone behind us saying, I'm going to go get you. Mm -hmm. And I'm scared to death. And look at him. I'm like, we can never stop. Like, we have to keep the pedal to the metal. Like, there's no, there's no comfort, you know. I think on my last interview, what I say? I say, like, complacency kills or something mm -hmm. like that. Like you, once you get complacent, there's someone else that wants to take your spot. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the the old CEO at Intel, but the book was you know on, only the paranoid survive. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I want to talk about as well is uh, the GoNock app because that turned around pretty quickly as a quality product. I mean, when did you guys when did Pace say, hey, I want to make this app? What was the time frame? January of this year. Yes. No. But yes. You started in January of this year. It was, it was, yeah, December, January. So yeah. we're actually rebranding that to batch driven. Yeah, but it's impressive because you guys have somehow went from a wholesaling company to a skip tracing company. Yep. To a batch leads stacking company, right? To you guys were able to roll out a whole new functional app in seven months. So I think that it's it, been the big learning curve for sure. So yeah. let's talk about that. I mean, because I think that's really cool. It's not wholesale related, but I think this is part of, again, we don't get in the wholesale because we want to wholesale. We get in the wholesale because we want to do something big that gives us time freedom and financial freedom. So let's talk yeah. about what that journey was when Pace like, hey, guys, that's what I want to do. You guys went in to. So I'll, I'll start and I'll let you finish. But what's so unique about us especially with you know we have a dialer launching at the end of this month now september 29th guys shameless plug batchdialer.com get on the wait list because we are not going to go live we are going to go through a wait list we already have a thousand people on the wait list that is the only way you're going to get access if you're already one of our customers we call you first so if you want to be the first go use some batch skip chasing <laughs> but um to my point is we are able to reuse our technology across multiple products and that's how we've been able to um, do stuff much quicker is so for you know go knock uh, we have data in there we have our skip tracing in there we have a core API to where we're able to plug that into our system so we're not building something from scratch we're able to take parts of our technology from each of our companies now and that's where people or these other companies are gonna start struggling is because we're having all these different technologies that we're able to share with each other. And, you know, a dialer doesn't have a, a data company. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? We're going to put some really cool data into that dialer yeah, um, and vice versa. So that's where I think um, our strengths align to where we could do stuff quicker when it comes to developing it. That's, this is your, 
question to answer. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually started putting the, the, the initial pieces for what you just uh, mentioned about our core API. So um, that's pretty much our, our data company that basically all of our services talk to. Oops that all of our services talk to uh, when both uh, our, our lead developers were in Phoenix. That was in February, right? Yeah. It was in February. So that's when we started putting the initial piece together. It was like game changing for us because it just, that that that's how, I mean, you grow to a, you know, a $500 million company. Literally, mm -hmm. uh, all of these, all of the big companies, that's what they have. They have a proprietary technology and that's what our, that's what we call it our core API. That's what it is. So all of our services are able to tap into like the, basically the logic of, that software that we built. So, mm -hmm. you know, like let's say batch leads or, you know, go knock batch driven, batch dialer, batch skip tracing, all of it literally get data and use the logic of our centralized processing unit, you know, the c CPU of our company basically. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that CPU is, is, that basically will allow us to eventually, if you want to, let's say, sell it later or if, hey, you have your own product, we can, you can utilize bits and pieces if, if you want, obviously, you know, for a cost uh, of that product and mm -hmm. will allow you to through yeah and this is a far cry from when we first met and you're trying yeah. to make your own apis oh, that's huge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had i had no idea i mean i honestly like i kept saying like three years ago i had no idea what an api is yeah. i really didn't I, had to, right. I remember i had to look it up but i think it's impressive right to get from making your own code that you didn't know what the hell you were doing to eventually making your own code to eventually hiring someone to write the code to eventually hire someone to manage that person that's writing the code. Yeah, I, I haven't written actually like my own code at all. I've no? no, he knows no code. I have absolutely no code. Okay, uh, I just know what I want and how I want it to like to, to basically you know function to, to function. Mm -hmm. And along with that, you know, it's been a big learning curve to understand you know because I have a lot of sometimes developers steer me one way or another. I mm -hmm. mean, everybody says, "Hey, I'm blaming this on the other developer and vice versa" type of thing. And I just have to get through a lot of the the BS step, you know, to figure out who's right and who's wrong and how we're going to proceed from that that point. And those are a lot of the decisions that I've learned to like make uh, pretty well uh, over the past you know couple of years. And yeah. our two lead developers are like he 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 struck gold too. These are both two incredible people that are fully dedicated and are very very smart and have been in the industry for twenty plus years. Gotcha. Better than the guy that we hired for the. For well, even even <laughs> more, even more so. Like <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That that costs all of us some money on that. I'll take the blame. I was a visionary on that project for sure. Yeah, I remember I posted my PNL on our Facebook group, and they're like, "What happened? Why did you spend so much on a podium uh, on CRM?" I was like, "Well, here's what happened." So this is the other thing I want to tell people too is, you know, um, we've tried you know multiple products. We've tried a lot of different things. Not everything has succeeded for us. So you're hearing. The good stuff we we rolled out uh, a texting platform you know almost two years ago it didn't work like the yeah. we didn't we got you know basically it was a source a, code a skeleton and then right. tried to build on top of it, it didn't work you know we lost money on that we've lost money on you know multiple projects but we keep trying we mm -hmm. keep learning and we keep getting better yeah. so you know like my sister's like everything you guys do is great and i'm like you just don't i don't want to let you know like the bad stuff like i try to have a positive mindset and you know focus on the good stuff so you know if we fail we learn from that and we move on but yeah. you know she's like everything is great and i'm like no <laughs> like we have we have tons of stuff that you know we have not done right and we've learned and i think that's one of our strengths is we fail and we fail forward and we make sure we don't make that mistake again yeah but yeah i mean as and all of you guys that are wholesaling or entrepreneurs or 
you did your first fix and flip it didn't go well like it doesn't mean don't do it it means learn from what you did wrong and then do better the next time yeah awesome and guys you know there's still time to ask questions we're not really getting a lot of questions here um uh, but you know feel free to ask questions guys um and the other thing you guys did too was your guys were able to get a commercial building yeah yeah we so we birded it yeah oh yeah that's right talk about that you want to share what that means sure uh so we we bought it uh, i'm not sure you or any found it me. You, you found it uh and we, we, we initially we started looking for a rental space and it was just so ridiculously expensive to just you know rent something for five thousand bucks a month and mm -hmm. like well, we could buy that and you know our mortgage is gonna be cheaper yeah yeah i said hey if we're gonna get married let's get a house too that's basically <laughs> what i said and because it was too expensive and we had three-year leases i'm doing the math i'm like Dude, we're spending like a hundred thousand dollars over the next three years like let's go buy something and yeah they looked at me like no questions like done let's go look yeah it's like oh that was easy cool yeah yeah we we, we bought it uh we moved on it pretty quickly we we got yeah. an offer um bought it put in two hundred fifty thousand remodel on in it yeah. and then we refinanced it got all the money out yeah that's uh you mentioned five thousand dollars a month because that's exactly what i'm spending right now <laughs> So we got a classroom. I'm really excited about the classroom. Yeah, so I haven't, I've got to see a little bit on social media. Mm -hmm. So tell a little bit about your space and how are you going to utilize it and what exactly is it for? Because you have a bunch of companies too. So what yeah. are you using it for? So um, what I learned in doing events is events generally don't make money. Facts. And the biggest reason why events don't make money is because they're expensive as hell. Yeah. Uh, so we did an event, not the last one, but the one before. Um, we 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 paid the bill whatever and it was and these they always come cost at least twenty thousand right for each event wow. and so we had our event and we get a, a, an updated invoice after the event and they're like yeah you owe us this much like what are you talking about and they're like because it's thirty dollars per person per day for internet you know each day you're spending 150 dollars per head right and so they said they charge they charged me like 900 bucks more on on the on the final invoice i was like what are you guys talking about and they said well our manager came in and counted the heads. I was like, I have the receipts. Like I have like the seating chart of where everyone sat. And not only that, I've got video footage of the event. I can show you how many people were at the events. We had to fight with them for like two days over $900 crazy. that we didn't you know, absorb or we didn't uh, account for. We didn't account for, we didn't spend it. But like these are kinds of things, right? So now instead of spending 20,000 per event, I can, not spend that and i have i don't have to worry about cost for internet spending 350 dollars a day for a projector yeah. um and we can get nice food catered right right and get uh, uh flemings is right down the street from my office i'll be a guest speaker <laughs> that's appreciated right <laughs> and then we got so we instead of getting a projector we got like a 75 inch tv we got whiteboards all around so yeah it's gonna be a killer setup for for people that come in to um you know come in and we can instead of doing events quarterly you know if there's enough demand we can do events monthly Right, money well spent, good job. Yeah, thank you, appreciate that. Uh, so, okay, so we got some questions here. So, Pedro, are the first developers you guys hired US-based? No, um, but if I had to redo it all, all over again, I would probably start with the lead developer first. Me, uh, and our, both of our lead developers are in the US currently. Okay. But you get what you pay for. If, if you're paying someone $12 an hour to develop a product, that's actually one of the things that heard us at the beginning on uh, batch lead stacker the uh, logic for that was built off of um, cheaper people that didn't have the wherewithal to understand like what if we grow 
what so like they didn't have the foresight. You know the infrastructure. They didn't have the foresight, correct? Yeah. And so that, and that's the key of a good developer is like not just building for today, but building for tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. the same like you know building a house with you know two story house with two by fours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isaac Avalos wants to know: Are you guys coming out with a CRM? No, never. Never. That's pretty it, strong. It's on here. No. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great CRMs. We want to integrate with CRMs. I don't yeah. want um, the support and the what we have to do to support our customers properly is already a lot. And I want to make sure that's one of the most important things is making sure that we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, adding a CRM element is just, it's taking it to a level to where I don't want the responsibility for every single thing you do. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with all of the, the lead generation, all that stuff, but prospect um, all and, that and I don't want to put someone into a box to where that's, they have to use our CRM with our products. I want people to decide and be able to use what they see fit. And that's just kind of what we've came up with. And um, I, I really don't think we will. Gotcha. Uh, Annie wants to know if you're starting with wholesaling, where would you start? Can she elaborate? Where would I start? How would you start a wholesaling business if you're brand new? Uh, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit last time. What would you well, do? I'm I mean, curious. honestly, like there's a lot of apps out there. Like I would say like Gold Knock, that's why like batch driven that we're renaming it. That's why we actually built it. It's exact for the beginner. I mean, you can find locate houses. It's 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't, if you don't have that money to spend 50 bucks a month, then I mean, that's a whole nother issue. But gives them data to target it, it gives leads. Them, it gives them data gives them pre foreclosures you can go door knock if you wanted to i mean you can do a lot of stuff virtually drive for dollars virtually drive for dollars so as long as you're proactive like there's no reason you can't get a deal yeah there's absolutely no reason that's a great point um Annie, I don't know when the meetups are starting again. I want to. I miss them. I don't know when the st- uh, meetups are starting again. Uh, Devin wants to know how often are you guys looking at a future vision for the company? You know, five or more years down the road. Uh, well, we we do every quarter, obviously in our meetings, uh, but we haven't been able to project anything over a year, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think it's tough when people have this big five-year vision. <laughs> Two years ago, I could tell you, I didn't think I'd be sitting here talking to you about this and knowing yeah. about logic in a core API. And, <laughs> you know, like you just don't know. I don't want to box myself into something. That's why I really like quarters. You kind of project out a year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we were, um, you know, just over a year ago, we we're just starting to talk about a dialer and we just, you know, got texting rolling. Like you just don't know where it's going to take you to a five-year goal. Uh, it's it's I, unrealistic. To be I, I I don't like it. Maybe for a big company, it's a little bit different. That you know has a hundred years of, you know, being you can't in predict business. five years. Five years is just kind of a, a a hopeless, and that's really it. I think quarter by quarter and projecting out a year uh, seems can suffice. Um, I mean, if you're like a real estate developer or something like that, you could say, hey, this is. You know, we yeah, want to I grow, think it grow, depends grow. also, like you know, how like how much like you're pushing through and how how, how much you're innovating as well, mm-hmm. because you know we set actually quarter goals uh, in our March meeting, uh, or March or April we set uh, yearly goals to hit this year. January. It was January. Was it January? And we we hit our um, yearly goal in June. Yeah, it was I think awesome. even before that. Yeah, and it's like well okay we hit our yearly goal. Yeah, so that's the importance. Stop, you know, that's the importance not. of constantly updating it. Yeah. Um, Ryan Zolan wants to know if you can go back and change one thing from your past with your business, what would it be and why? Wish I could meet Evo two years ago or earlier. No, um, you go first. I, uh, I mean, I think, uh, honestly, f- from my experience, like, again, like, I, I've had, I've never had a partnership before, uh, but I've just heard, you know, 
kind of stay away from them. That's just been my mindset, my thinking before it. Uh, I think the right partnership is can only elevate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, there there is a lot of uh, like what you were saying earlier is there is a lot of things that you have to check box that you have to uh, check because the wrong partnership can obviously do the same thing. I think if I what was the question? If you can go back and change one thing from your past in your business. So any of my businesses, um, realizing the importance of someone that does the hiring for you because I truly believe even more than ever having the right people in the right spots is so important. And if you have, I think you're starting <laughs> to learn this too. If you have someone that could constantly be looking for you and finding those right fits, I don't think anything is more important than that position, to be yeah. honest with you. I knew it. I just didn't want to pull the trigger on it. <laughs> and as I pulled the trigger, I was like, God, why didn't I do this earlier? <laughs> I think, but having someone have, you know, if, if you're by yourself and you know, you, you have to bootstrap it, mm-hmm. but taking your time, you know, you may even want to pull away from some of the stuff if you do have, a decent operation going, but like, just don't hire someone to hire somebody. Um, I did that too much. I'm like, Oh, they seem good. You know, I didn't think it through. I didn't, but if you could have, or if you do have a partner and that's one of someone's core roles to do at the beginning, hiring right is you're you're just wasting time hiring the wrong people. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, will there be a Mark Martinez wants to know, will there be a trial period for the new dialer? No, there isn't going to be a trial. There'll be no trial. It will be, you'll get a demo and you'll be able to look at it. But I mean, none, there's not a single dialer that has a trial period. Like I could let you know, it's amazing. We've worked our butts off on it mm-hmm. and you will not be disappointed uh, signing up for it's it. It's pretty strong. I'm, 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 I'm a tough it's judge. Gonna, it's going to, it's going to be the best in the industry. Like guarantee you. Oh, all right. These are bold words. I'll check them out. <laughs> um, and he wants to know which Lambo do I like better? I'll be honest with you. I like my Tesla better than both their Lambos. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's your next move in expansion? Dollar. Dollar. After the dollar. I mean, dollar is pretty much done. Dollar is um, other verticals. So getting into, um, you know, insurance people. So like our expansion now is uh, we want to cater to the real estate investor wholesaler. Mm-hmm. But um, I think our technology, we're able to, to get uh, to some realtors now. I think we built some stuff to where realtors could see some use in our stuff and then getting into insurance and then starting to look into some other verticals. And then eventually on the dialer side, um, God willing, it keeps keeps going great, is we actually want to have it be more of like in contact. So any business could use it for, you know, IVR for. Yeah, like, like obviously anything that has inbound calls. I mean, anything from a- a- inbound and outbound. So, you know, bank. Are you guys also calls. adding like call rail component or are you guys lead yes. tracking in there as well? Yeah, we can. Mm. Uh, we, we don't have that currently. Uh, but but you said no. it was the best thing ever. It is. It, it will be. So you see, no? <laughs> do, do, do you know a dialer that currently does that? I'm just telling you, these are features that no, I want. Come those, on. So those, those are primarily like on the inbound side, though, and that yeah. that is completely like on our uh, on our to do. Um, yeah, it's just it's gonna come. Uh, Fabian wants to know if he wants to be on a waiting list to to hear about you know your latest and greatest tools. Where would he go? So for Batch Dialer, just go to batchdialer.com, b-a-t-c-h-d-i-a-l-e-r.com. And um, you'll get on the wait list and um, we'll start calling people September 29th. And that's the only way to get access because we're doing this wait list um, for a couple reasons. The first reason is we want everybody to get onboarded properly and get the right experience. If we have a ton of people, there's a lot of interest. If we just let everybody sign up, they're not gonna get the experience and onboarding and training they need to be successful on the platform. So that is the biggest reason why we're rolling it out slowly because we want everybody that uses it and signs up to make sure that they're getting the full understanding of the product and the power of it to where they can be successful. Awesome. 
Uh, Aaron Johnson wants to know, now that, you, now that you have established such a strong partnership, what do you think the keys are to sustaining it? Sustaining it? Sustaining a strong partnership. It's one thing to get married. How do you stay married? Uh, communication, understanding our roles, and um, our leadership is pouring into our leadership. The, the more we pour into our leadership team, um, the more <laughs> pressure it takes off of us to mm -hmm. where, you know, there's... We just, we, we do a good job. Like I really, that doesn't even really cross my mind because I know how well the three of us work together. It's something special. Like it really, really is. And um, I, I just think that, I think we're good, man. I really do. I don't think that we're gonna have a ton of issues. No, but like, like I think the question is more so like, you know, like just a general question for anybody. And, and I think like just staying, like knowing that your job role, like kind of like what some of the, th the respons your responsibilities and sticking to those, like, you know, like for instance, I mean, I can't just t tomorrow and just go, I'm not going to go and hire somebody type of thing. The same thing you're going to tell, like, you know, let's say lead to just do something without my knowledge type of thing. You know what I mean? So just knowing your, knowing your responsibilities and staying kind of, uh, executing your, your so responsibilities your again, communication basically between the three of us I, I say as you grow and get bigger and um, checking your ego mm -hmm. like is something is I feel like that ruins a lot of partnerships and I'm lucky to have the, like two most egoless partners in the world but a lot of people their will ego will get involved hey I did more than you or I'm more important than you we don't have that like I think all of us bring something so unique that I'm appreciative like um, and if I start feeling myself, I'm like, can you do this without them? I'm like, nope, shut <laughs> up. I, I don't say to them, but if I start feeling a so some type of way, I'm like, yo, you know, like th this is all of us. And it's not just the three of us. It's the whole team. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, E2REI wants to know, will batch integrate for a DNC scrub besides just the litigators? For a DNC scrub? Mm -hmm. We have a DNC scrub. Uh, it, it's in our core API. Okay. So we can, yes. And Francisco, Jasso wants to know, will you be able to text while you call? On the dialer? I guess. Uh, those pl platforms are going to be completely separate, but we will have a one-off kind of text functionality most likely. It's not going to be enabled, but it's it's there. Cool. But in the beginning, I mean. Uh, so Isaac, great question here. I should have asked this question. Uh, <laughs> what's the difference between the batch dialer compared to the other dialers? So there's, uh, you know, I, I've used a lot of the dialers out there, and I think that the, every single dialer that I've used, I've used, uh, you know, Mojo, Koto, Zenko, I've used, you know, 5.9 as well. Uh, and there's just, for the wholesaler, and, and even like the, the real estate, I, I, I see a lot of inefficiencies in all of these dialers. I mean, I can start there's from a lot. There, there's a lot of inefficiencies, everything from UI, you know, user experience, user interface uh, issues to some of the integrations that they have. And that's what obviously through our you know batch leads you know it's going to be fully like integrated. So you can you just click a button, you can select your list, you can f obviously you can find your list, you can skip trace it, you can say hey I want to call every single distressed seller. You click a button, it goes into your dialer. And if you have a calling te calling team or an agency calling or whoever is calling for you, you know they can have that list in a couple seconds. Yeah, you know what's crazy is like with Mojo, they're basically printing money because. They're not just working with investors. They've been working with realtors forever. Correct. They have, they should have like no shortage of funds, but the fact that they still put up with their mediocrity, like trying to listen to the phone call sounds like they're underwater. It's crazy to me. 
Correct, and and that's from from the beginning we started. We we could have taken the easy route and even the cheaper route in the beginning, mm-hmm. to where we can integrate on top of like say like kind of like uh, Twilio Twilio's platform, mm-hmm. and th- those are some. There's a billion dollar company. Uh, Cloud Talk that is running into huge issues now just because they've integrated th- their platform was built on top of Twilio. Every time Twilio has an issue, they have an issue. There's a lot of issues with call quality, and they're a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we decided from the scratch to just do everything. Uh, we own and control everything. I'll tell you a lot of the platforms out there are built built on top of a pre-existing, uh, really old like 19 1980s technology uh, from Vichy Dial. So mm-hmm. like they're literally using the shell of that technology and they can't and part of the reason i believe is that they can't add on functions the way we can is because they're limited as far as the way this platform platform yeah, was your originally options. built gotcha um let's see uh brian bell uh where should they find an integrator that's a great question that's just networking you think it's that simple i don't know uh, it's that's that's a great question. Um, this is when I wish Pace was here. <laughs> well, Pace was easy. He just came on the show, and Cody found him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think just saying what you're looking for. You know, yeah. like I, I'm all about putting something into the universe, and it will come to you. Mm-hmm. Tell every single person that you're looking for an integrator. Talk about integrators. Like your mind is obsessed with finding mm-hmm. an integrator. And I think you know the, the secret type stuff. I think if you manifest it, manifest it, manifest it. Um, in some way, shape, or form. It may not come exactly when you want it to, but it, it will come to you. And I, I'm a true believer of that. Um, let's see, who is it uh, that asked that question? Brian, Brian, uh, post this question in the Facebook group because Ken is actually hiring an integrator for us. We'll tell you our whole process and how we're finding them. We haven't found one yet. But what we're are you guys doing? We're looking for an integrator for Max Cash Offers. No, but what are you? Uh, so we've got the job description. Uh, created using the uh, the Darren Hardy, you know, you have to basically describe the the big three responsibilities, the mission statement, the twelve attributes, the co- um, the core, the vital metrics, vital priorities. Uh, we define all of that, right? And we have to give that to Ken, and then Max and I both have to take the predictive index, saying here are the what the qualities that would make a great integrator, and they take that and they mix it. Yeah. Um, and then we have a job form that they when we post it on Indeed, create a job description in Indeed. They click on that, and then um, they they once they fill out, they, they review the Indeed ad. They click on the job form. They complete the profile, which includes their Instagram handle, their Facebook profile, so we don't have to stalk them to find out yeah. more about them. <laughs> find out more questions about them. We got three items in the checklist. Um, you know, it says you know they understand that this is Phoenix that they have to come in, right? Like this is not a remote yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, then they have to actually. Jesus, um, it's a lot. They have to take a predictive index test. I'm right. surprised he knows all the d- these details. Yeah, yeah. Since when did you learn all these details? <laughs> well, these are uh, this is the high level part. Someone actually has to go <laughs> integrate. <anyway. laughs> so Ken and went and, and went and did all these things, right? Yeah. But I had to be able to articulate what what it is that we want. Yeah. And so uh, after they take the predictive index uh, profile, Ken looks at it and he sees like does it line up with the profile that we yep. created uh, with uh, Mike McCloskey? That's who we use uh, for at predictive index. Gotcha. But then after that. If we like them, then Ken screens them based off the job description we created. So you're basically telling the you know people that are watching this right now, yeah, how important an integrator is into your business. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's uh, that. Ken is basically uh, I, I brought him on as an integrator uh, for our uh, uh, coaching program, but part of his description 
it's like a 20 percent is recruiting because that's part of having the machine work yeah. without the right people yeah. in the machine the machine doesn't work 100 percent. yeah um so what's the uh what's the cost for the dialer and what's the url batch dialer batchdialer.com um if they sign up we're still playing with numbers because we want to give some specials for um signing up if you get on the list you're going to get a little bit different pricing than what it's going to be once it comes to the full public so um it will be something similar to you know uh call tools or zen call we're not going to be priced to where mojo is to where they're like 150 for multi-line dialer or yeah. whatever yeah it will be something similar to that yeah it'll probably be slash red right yeah <laughs> for the disruptors uh like uh so um the other question from brian is how do we date each other i think that's so for what's like, the dating process for whether this is a good fit for a partnership or not uh i mean i, I think you uh, mentioned a little bit yeah god just work on deals together so i I'll, I'll elaborate a little further so um anthony pappas and alec lebeck are doing this right now mm -hmm. is they signed a three-month agreement to um share um uh ad spend or spending on marketing together um anthony's doing the acquisitions uh alec is doing the dispositions and if they want to keep it going they'll extend it another three months like they're just sitting there pulling their money together saying hey we're going to be we're going to squat up and it's better to work together than try and doing this separately and i think that's i kind of mentioned that to him and i think that's a great way is uh meet carlos sal and when i was partners with danny and jared we did mailing campaigns together um carlos did the acquisitions we did the dispositions we split the cost and we did that we weren't going to partner um, so that's not really a dating phase, but that was a way to, for us to start getting more deals to start growing our marketing revenue. But I think what Alec and Anthony are doing is great. They sign a three, three month commitment. Hey, we're going to split this stuff up. This is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And then you can see if it's a fit. If you guys make a little bit of money and you're like, Hey, we obviously don't w work well together, then no harm, no foul. Right. But you know, I think they tend to work pretty well together. I have, I've already put money on them partnering. Yeah, and I, I would say that when you guys do decide to partner, whoever's listening is make sure you get a great prenup, which is an operating agreement. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So uh, I want to make a couple announcements so you guys think about the last message you guys want to leave the listeners with. Um, guys, if you like this, if you got value, please uh, like this, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, it will really help me get the message out to more people. And again, for those of you guys that are interested uh, in the, the, the special closer program that I created, um, is go text closer to 33777 and join us next week. We're going to have uh, Will Nicofaro, I hope I'm not butchering his name, coming in from Houston. He's going to share how COVID actually helped him refine his business. Did the or, same for us. Yeah. So um, last thoughts, start with, start with you. Last thoughts is, um, I mean, this was all about, you know, putting together the right team, the right systems, the right processes. It's, um, I think Brent said it uh, great because there's a lot of people that are just getting started is don't try and be the CEO when you start. I wasn't the CEO when I first started. Know your job roles, do your job, and then when you're ready to hire you guys, make sure that you, you're you hiring the right person instead of hiring a person. And I, I think that's just that's really what I've taken this year is like having such amazing team members and I'm sitting here doting over them all day. Yeah. But it's it's just it really it really helps that much, man. I, I tell you, I've hired so many persons that were not the right person and you're wasting time, you're wasting time, you're wasting time. F find that right person or for the integrator, you know, date. And you know, that's where you could do, you know, a little three month agreement or six month agreement and, and see how it works. Yep. 
Uh, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? On Instagram, it is Jesse Burrell. So my first and last name, J-E-S-S-E-B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Awesome. Evo, last thoughts. Um, set up your accountability chart uh, and the, uh, the accountability chart. Set it up. And even if you are like a solopreneur, you're going to be in every single one of those boxes. Um, hire out, like, like he mentioned. As as you need, you know, different, so you can actually start getting out of the business, and then obviously you're gonna start f- dedicate some time to work on your business, not in your business, uh, and that's something that initially I think that um, I was just so busy, you know, three four years ago I was just so busy working in the business, and I could never find the time to work on the business. I would literally schedule it on my calendar, work on the business, and then start breaking down systems, start breaking, start looking at the business from a higher level than you do on a day to day basis. Yeah. And then could I elaborate on my final last thought? Sure. Is I want to truly thank you for all the stuff you've done for us, all the stuff that you poured into the community and creating the 100 millionaires. I almost bought my plaque today and I'm just (laughs) going to sit, set it right here. But you are a huge part of my growth. I've went to you for a lot of um, mentorship, maybe not as much business, but personal stuff. And I just say that we greatly appreciate all you've done for us. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I mean, I love it. I, I, I love what we're doing here in a com- as a community, and you know we're trying to be a role model for the for the rest of the country. How do c- how can someone get a hold of you? Uh, Facebook or Instagram at i v o d r a g i n o v. No a, no a. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Thank you for watching. Till next week. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. See, we real estate disruptors Can't nobody touch us And yeah, we bout to give you game Shout out to Steve Train Real estate disruptors They cannot touch us And yeah, we bout to give you game Shout out to Steve Train Jump on the Steve Train Yeah. See, we real estate disruptors. 